Hi, it's Rena G. I did a podcast about two hours ago. There was a great podcast about who I am, who you are, all those things, and um, went to put it online, and it got erased. And once I do one, once I speak about anything, it's gone. If it's not recorded, I'll never get it back again. <laughs> so this this one's going to be a little different. Um, the other one started because people ask me who I am, and keep asking me who I am because they can't understand all my connections, how I could do all the things I've done and only be the age I am. But in the course of discussing the fact that the podcast disappeared, I started talking with somebody about religion and and what role that plays in everybody's lives. So I can actually incorporate both into this podcast because religion is not a part of who I am. Spirituality is. Um, I believe in God, of course. I'm part Native American, part Italian American, but I'm all American. That's what it's about. I believe this country was founded under God. And I don't go to churches. Now, I have, in the past, gone to church. I think church was actually different 40 or 50 years ago than it is now. Churches today are much more politically active and um, culturally distorted, I guess I'd call them than they used to be. Now, they were distorted in the past. There's no two ways about that. And we had, um, we were taught that those in the church were of an authority, and therefore we should listen to everything that they say. Now, I have a problem with all of that. Maybe I have a problem with authority. I don't know. I've, I've, I was not an, an officer in the Marines. I was a non-commissioned officer. I've been a peon worker, and I've been a manager and a, and a divisional vice president and things like that. So I've, I've, I've done the hierarchies. I'm not sure I have a problem with authority. I have a problem maybe with false authority. God is an authority. No toys about that, but I see God everywhere. I'm sitting outside right now where it's 70 degrees or so, and I'm in the sun. I know many of you are still freezing, so I'll rub it in. But the sky out here is just uh, just the, the most pretty blue that you've ever seen. The birds are everywhere. Um, the sun is hot. It feels great. I can't wait for more spring to come. And it's coming. We were filled with robins last week, and then the mockingbirds chased them away. The mockingbirds disappear until spring because they, they love to steal fruit. There's nothing like a drunk mockingbird eating blueberries or, or um, cherries. They love cherries. And they get drunk on them, and they, they actually <laughs> fall over in parking lots and walk around crooked and all that stuff. But anyway, they're very territorial, and they chase the robins away, so you guys are getting spring pretty soon. And I know about spring because my birthday's on the first day of spring. I'm a, I'm a Pisces Aries on the cusp baby, really on the cusp, almost exactly. So I'm the whole circle, the beginning the end, Pisces Aries, the first and the twelfth. And um, and turning 60 this year, so I'm having a, a semi-retirement party on my birthday, so you're all invited, whether you're coming from, from Kentucky or China or Canada or South America, wherever you're coming from, um, on that Friday, that, that birthday weekend. But anyway, uh, I, I went to church because I was baptized Catholic, but then I was raised Episcopalian because of all of the strife involved with the churches and land grabbing and politics and everything else that the church was involved in. Because the church is not really and and never has been uh, a voice of God. You know, even when Jesus walked into the churches, he called them hypocrites, the, the, the synagogues, and busted them to pieces in his anger. Because they are. They're totally hypocritical. And why we think 
when somebody dons a white collar or a black suit or um, uh, African clothes and and starts shouting from the pulpit that they are the authority and they are who we need to listen to, I don't get. I mean, I grew up with, you know, let's say, I had 128 people in my graduating class and probably about 70 of them were male. And so if they all went and put on black suits and white collars, they're all of a sudden priests. And I'm supposed to listen to them? No. My, my mother and I got into this because she was uh, obviously baptized and raised Catholic and, and, uh, and then did some things the Catholic Church didn't like. You know, she, she had to divorce one husband because he was, um, abusive and then he married, she married my father. And of course in the Catholic Church you didn't do that 50, 60 years ago. Which was ridiculous. I mean, they'd rather have you be abused, I guess, then. Um, but, you know, she's been forgiven now. So she, I guess the first marriage was annulled or whatever. That's all beside the point. The point is, is that she was still brought up believing that, that a priest is an authority, regardless of who the priest is or where they came from. And this is the problem we have in our country to begin with. We don't check out anybody's backgrounds, but they're all authorities. If they're priests, where did they come from? What were their childhoods like? How many of them have records that got erased when they went to you know, theology school, the seminary? How many of them, of course, now have been caught in immoral acts and corruption? How many of them are still involved in corruption that you don't know about? How many of them, especially in the black churches, call me racist, I don't care. The black churches I've, I have attended, and I know that they are the pulpit, the political pulpit for all blacks in this country. Ask Reverend Wright that. And uh, when I used to go, they would they would cover every bit of political stuff that was going on locally, statewide, and nationally. And they would basically tell you in their sermons what you were supposed to do. Because you were too stupid to know, I guess. They told you who to vote for. They told you why you, how you'd go to hell if you didn't. And everybody followed because he's the priest. He's the reverend. He's the pastor. He's the one in charge. He's the authority that doesn't wear a badge or carry a gun. Well, their guns are their mouths. They're shooting their mouths off all the time. And uh, and most of them, or many of them, don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're not close to God. They're nowhere near being close to God. I'll tell you what close to God is. When I was growing up, after I stopped going to church, <coughs> I have told many, and you've, many of you know this story, that part of it anyway, that uh, I had Native American friends, and I'm part Native American, so I, I had a lot of grandmothers who were Seneca, mostly, the Iroquois tribe up north, and um, what they taught me was earth medicine. They taught me about the earth, and when they realized that I had some gifts that, that needed to be shared, they wanted to train me some more in, in, um, in understanding Mother Earth and Father Sky and our relationship as people to that. And so I was buried for a while, three days. You get buried and you have a couple of reeds to, to get water and air through and, and you listen to the ground. Just as if you were dead, like you're buried, but they don't bury themselves. They, you know, Indians oftentimes will stay above the ground. But to live on Earth, you have to understand the Earth. So they would make you become a part of the Earth, because we all are all a part of the Earth anyway. So I would, I stay there for three days. It's like three years. <laughs> but you start hearing your own, you know, your heartbeat, and it's going pretty fast for the first day. Um, Many of your other bodily functions kind of shut down. Your breathing becomes much slower. Your heartbeat.
heartbeat slows down and you start to hear the earth and you can actually hear the earth's heartbeat and you can hear everything that's moving around you and you don't know what it is because you're in the dark but what it does is it allows your other self that's not this dense human to actually feel what the earth is and, and, and where she's coming from I don't think most doctors and certainly none of the priests I know have a clue about any of this <laughs> they have no spirituality they they go to church if they're doctors and they listen to the priests and the reverends and the pastors who went to school to learn about God when God put us on earth and especially in the United States because he knew this was the best classroom he's trying to teach us just through what you see around you I'm sitting outside like I said sunshine okay I'm sitting on a and my blood, my brain cells. They're all the things that are in the earth. All the plants that are around me, whether they were planted by us or, or sown by the wind, um, have, many have been here for thousands of years. <laughs> thousands of years. Millions of years. You know why? Because they know how to take their energy from the sun and from the rain and live forever. Now, why don't we know that? Because we try to make it scientific. And then we try to change it. That's what is wrong with some change. Okay? We have natural things that show us the power of life everywhere. But scientists change that. Everything you need to grow and live on is around you. It has vitamin C, D, F, A, potassium, magnesium, aluminum even. Just, just trace minerals of aluminum you need. But... It's all around us in everything, in, in every weed, in every blade of grass, in every leaf, in every plant, in every vegetable, every fruit. But what do scientists do? They genetically modify the plants because they want it, I think it's an ego thing. Number one is to see if they can master the earth, if they can overcome the power of God, if they can change the DNA of, of the planet they live on. They want to change everything. And, and tell farmers that they can't grow regular food. They can't plant seeds that come from plants. They have to plant seeds that come from laboratories so that our children eat modified food and don't get all the nutrients that they're supposed to get. But we'll, we'll keep track of them. We'll, we'll track them for 40 or 50 years and see how they end up. And then we'll see if we need to tweak it a little, change it a little. We want to change everything. Well... I know that I can survive outside, no matter what happens. No matter what happens, well, even if it's a nuclear war, can you? Do you know what to do and if you could survive? Do you know where to find water? Do you know which plants you can eat? Do you know which ones are going to give you the most fuel, the most energy, um, the most healing power? Do you know what to put on your wounds if you are wounded? Do you know what you need to take if you suddenly have cancer symptoms? or you can't see or some loud noise has caused you to go deaf what is around you that you can take do you know you need to learn it if you don't learn it soon you'll die that's the way it is you've been here for a long time and even if you've been here for 10 years and you're listening to me now you've had 10 years to start learning about the earth that you live on and the earth that you live in and if you haven't started doing that yet, you're way behind. 
and it's going to take a while to catch up. <laughs> so what you could do instead is you could go to church and elsewhere and listen to the authorities. And then the authorities will tell you what all of this is about. Hmm. Must be a hawk around. All of a sudden the birds are flying everywhere. Now see, you got to watch those things so that you know what's happening. <laughs> Anyway, you heard you heard the birds flying. That's what that was. They came out of the woods and just went everywhere. Um, but you, you you have to learn these things on your own, not from those authorities in the churches. Now, teachers used to be good authorities. They used to be people who learned not only from the books, but from each other and from their students. They knew that to be the best teacher, they had to always be the best student and learn from the people around them and the children that they were, were helping. That they would see something in a child and they'd, they'd recognize that there was a part of this child that needed um, strokes, needed extra help, needed guidance, needed encouragement, and they would provide it. They don't do that anymore. Now they just work from an agenda. They work from something the federal government tells them to teach, and that's what they teach, if they even do that. I, I, I used to have so much respect for teachers, and of course I've been a teacher. I have been, many times. <laughs> I've taught at university level, and after university level, I've, I've taught kindergartners how to recognize what's in a rock and know what an animal really is when they have a picture of an animal in front of them. It's a wonderful thing to do with kids, by the way. You get the animal power cards and set them in a circle and let them pass out the cards without looking at them, and then they look at the animal and they get to tell you all about that animal, and they will tell you things about that animal that you can't read anywhere else because they're still close enough to God to know the spirit that's in that animal. Try it. It's a wonderful thing to do. You know, we're where you might see a picture of a bear or you have a card with a bear on it and, and what, what would you say about that bear? Well, it hibernates and it's strong and it's powerful and it likes to eat fish and it's a good fisherman and it's mean and it has big teeth and it likes to rob things from picnic baskets. That's about it, right? <clears throat> okay, now get a picture of a bear and give it to your six-year-old. Say, tell me all about the bears. And they'll tell you things like He's brave and he's strong, but he gets scared sometimes, so he hides in a cave. And he really likes to fish, but he thinks the water's pretty cold because his feet hurt. And he, he, he sleeps in the wintertime because he's like me. He doesn't want to get up and go shovel or face the winter. He just wants to play. And so because he can't play, he goes in the cave. He makes sure that there's a little peephole so he can see light. And he sleeps as long as he can. And when does he get up? When his mom tells him to. <laughs> but listen to what kids say. Listen to, you know, about a rabbit or a giraffe or a lion. Give them pictures of these things and listen to them. And then give them pictures of plants. Ask them about trees. What's the difference between a maple tree and a weeping willow? A grand old oak and a river oak. What's the difference? And they'll tell you things you've never, never, never heard before. And... You could try asking your priest. You could try asking um, your professor. They might give you some scientific answer if they're at the university level professor. They might give you some spiritual answer that comes from a book that a tree is the branch of God that reaches to the heavens and protects us sometimes, but mostly falls on your house in hurricanes. They could tell you things like that. 
but most of the time their egos get in the way, so they won't be able to tell you the spirit behind the tree. So I don't have a religion. I have spirituality. And I don't believe that those that are in the churches right now are proper authorities on God or what we should be doing spiritually or even religiously. And I, I, you know, I'm on the social network, so I see people talking about God and church. And they, they will quote things from the Bible and send them out there for everybody and say, this is what I follow. Okay, well, you need affirmations. Everybody does. You know, you need, whether you're in business where you, you see the signs that say, never give up or always compete or um, leadership is important, those kinds of things. Or you read things in the Bible that say, this is what God will do if you do this. Or this is what God did millions of years ago if you, if, when they did that. Um, you follow the Psalms and, and say, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. That's good. Because then you know where God is. But to use that authority and make it yours, where you then tell others how they're supposed to act, it's not what was intended, I don't believe. I don't think we were supposed to become God. We're all a part of God, but we're not made up of the same things God is. Not completely, that's for sure. But we're not supposed to become God. We're not supposed to take the information that we have around us and judge everyone else. We're not supposed to decide what everyone else is supposed to do. Whether that is one person living next to you or the country that's next to you. Where we get off as Americans thinking that we're supposed to tell everybody else what to do, I don't know. I know where it, where it evolved from. And I know the history. And I know it has to change. Um, but but I don't believe in the authorities. And when I see what authorities have done in in schools and in churches especially, where I see the black churches, back to that again, telling people that, you know, that uh, they should vote Democrat. Did you know Martin Luther King was a Republican? <laughs> if he was alive, he'd say, why are you voting Democrat? Because my pastor told me to. Oh, why did you vote for Obama? Because he's black and a Democrat. Why was it important to vote for him? Because he's black. Because we need a black man in office. Well, you want Malcolm X in office? Oh, that's okay as long as he's black. Then you all are racist and you got some work to do. I don't want to hear about me being racist. I don't want to hear about reparations and justice. You know what? Evolve and get over it. All these things that people use to guilt trip others into power. Um, that's an authority I also don't don't tolerate. Okay, yeah, there were slaves. And guess what? It was blacks in Africa who sold them. <laughs> and then they sold them to people over here who sold them again. And luckily for many black people who came from Africa, they got masters, white masters, who did put them to work and then sharecropped them and gave them land after the Civil War. Many who did not want to leave their masters, by the way, and gave them a start in a new land, or you could be right now in Kenya getting massacred. You can choose because you're an American, because you were born here, or you became a citizen here. You can choose to stay here or go there. I know where you're staying, but you're not going to turn it into Kenya, no matter what. Now, there's a reverend out there named Reverend Manning. He thinks there's going to be a white up, up, uh, Revolt, <laughs> uprising. I guess I was going to say. Oh, there probably already is, um, but it's not just white. It's called American uprising. 
Americans are saying, my country tis of thee. It was founded under the divine guidance of God. If you don't believe in God, why are you here? If you're an atheist, why are you here? If you believe in Allah and not God, why are you here? If you think um, God is a big fat guy, why are you here? Why? Because you have freedom of religion here. Because we allow freedom of religion. But we don't allow your religion to change our country. Our country was founded under God. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Not to the democracy for which it belongs, but to the republic. The republic. That means the people of the United States. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God. Or, before 1953, one nation with liberty and justice for all. Liberty and justice for all. Like Glenn Beck said, which you might probably not have heard him, and most people don't want to listen to him anymore, but, you know, he did say something. He said, all men are created equal. But that doesn't mean you're going to end up equal, nor should you. God gave you choices. He also gave you challenges. He says, you know, you're going to be born into a family. Now, you chose that family through me. You said before you ever came to earth, I want a family who's going to teach me humility, or one who's going to teach me pride or one who's going to teach me self-esteem, or how to live with money, or charity, or how corrupt power can be. And so you chose your family, and you were born. And then you had choices while you were in the family. Do I listen to the authority or not? If I'm given the basics of how to live, and my father says you need to do drugs, do I do that or not? Is he the authority, or is there a higher authority that tells me differently? Then you were also given schools. Not, not given, those are taxpayer funded. So if you don't like saying the pledge in school, leave. Because we pay taxes so that you'll say pledge to the allegiance to this country that provided the school for you. But anyway, so you, you're, you have schools and you have authorities, you have teachers. Those teachers will tell you things on what they're supposed to do. Is tell you some facts and give you some principles and then you decide. When you write a paper, you don't mimic the teacher. You think about it, you feel it, and then you write it. And if you do that, you get an A. If you just mimic the teacher, you won't. Because <laughs> that's not what you're supposed to be doing. But you got the schools with authorities, and you have choices. If the teacher says, all of you jump off the roof and kill yourself, do you do it? Or do you ask a higher authority? Now you have priests and reverends and pastors and churches. And they say, God damn America. Though America is no good. America has never given you full justice or all the reparations that you deserve because you were slaves. So why don't we instead cause America to enslave everyone so we're all equal? Do you listen to that? Or do you go to a higher authority? If you hear about a president who was elected president of the United States who now is really acting like the president of the Democratic Party and in campaign mode to get his agenda across. Do you listen to that, or do you go to a higher authority? God is giving us symbols and, and uh, hints and clues and omens everywhere. 
And as I predicted seven months ago, when you who listen to my prediction podcast always do, you always write me and tell me, there goes another one you write about. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the coldest winter ever, I predicted. That doesn't mean global warming. I predicted a lot of ice and snow in the northeast coast, which they've never seen before. I predicted earthquakes that will come back and be in places that you never thought they would be stronger than ever. Haiti and Chile. Okay. Uh, mudslides and rainstorms and still more coming. There's lots more coming. Watch the Ring of Fire very carefully. But, but the Ring of Fire is a distraction just like Congress is. You know, if you look at the Ring of Fire yesterday, there was that earthquake in Chile, 8.8, but there was also one in Japan you didn't hear about, 6.3. Opposite sides of the circle, right across the diameter of the circle. That's why the tsunamis weren't what they're supposed to be. You got the balloon getting pushed on both sides. So where'd all the water go? North and south, because we have some things going on at the poles that you need to know about. Okay? <clears throat> but <clears throat> watch for the earthquakes coming up through the Gulf of Mexico into... Nashville, Tennessee, Toronto, Ontario, Greenland, <laughs> places that you just you just never thought were going to happen. Because it, just like our energy, our chakras, if you look at them like water balloons, that's what's happening in the earth right now. It, the earth, Mother Earth, is trying to rebalance herself. So she's got to squeeze this one balloon because there's just too much of it, too much corruption over here. So we going to squeeze that out. And when she does, it gets displaced elsewhere into something else and transforms and and does all that kind of stuff. We're, we're not... Mother Earth's going nowhere. Nowhere. It's not hurting in a way that's going to die. It'll change itself. It'll go through the healing processes of what she needs to do to survive. Just like we had to. Just like we are. Just like I was trained to do. That you need to learn to do. You need to learn to survive. Not handouts. Not Medicaid. Not Medicare. Not Social Security. None of those things. I mean, I know you rely on them. My mother does. And I'm 60. You know, I've paid into Social Security for how many years? 40-something. The government spent it. That was a free loan, wasn't it? I served my country, and the VA won't pay me either. Even though I've, I've got a disability that started there. Well, served my country. They're not going to pay. Because the government is in charge. Why we let the government be in charge? I don't know. I guess we get lazy. And now we want them to do it again. Take over health care, will you? It's not about health care. It's about illegal aliens and poor people, whether you're black or white. Those of you who are exploiting the handouts because you think you deserve it. You've got all this anger about what people did to you and your grandmother. Well, you know what? <clears throat> did you know that three million Italians died in the concentration camps? <laughs> but you don't see the Italians going after everybody saying that the Germans killed me. The Germans killed my family. Did you know that um, that Polish people and Chinese people were enslaved in different parts of America? Are they looking for reparations? No. Because you know why? They're Americans. And they want to be Americans. You want to be, if you want to be African Americans, no such thing. You want to be African Americans? Go back to Africa. Okay, that's like a, a Russian coming over here for a year saying, I'm a Russian American right now until I'm ready to go back to my country. Or my country's ready to take me back. That'll be a Russian again. You don't have an African-American president. Well, maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know the truth about that one. But you're either an American or you're not. So make up your mind. Stop all the crap. You know, evolve past this. Get over it already. Get over it. And if you want authority to ask about that, look up. 
and then look at the founding documents and see what it says about all people being created equal. And these are your rights. They're inalienable. If you are born here, not if you're not born here, those rights come from God. And for those of you who think that you can, uh, can stand by the Bill of Rights and give you freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, and freedom of all kinds of things, and you don't believe in God, how can you then stand by the Bill of Rights? Because the country was founded under God. That makes nah, no sense whatsoever. Anyway, you always ask me who I am, how can I possibly be a holistic health person and a, a political commentator and running for president and a past computer specialist and an author and a podcaster and, and a financial planner. I, I've done it all because this is one life, not a rehearsal. And, and, you know, there's more to do. I was thinking the other day how old I'm getting. I'm going to be 60. And that retirement party is coming around. And I said, wait a minute. Now, if I change that and say, yeah, you're 60, so let's pretend that 60 is 20. Now what are you going to do? Well, now i got 40, 50 more years. i got lots of stuff to do, don't I? whole different way of looking at things. That doesn't mean that my body's not going to give up on me because I don't know how to be the best plant on earth that we all need to be to use the energy of the sun and the water to make ourselves last forever and ever like trees do. I'd like to know. I wish I was closer to that. I know that I have done things to heal things in my body that doctors don't understand. I've been hit by lightning five times and I'm still walking around. I've been beaten, broken, bruised, battled, and thrown away, and I'm still walking around. So I must have some of those tentacles reaching up there, but I don't have them all. And I, I, I you know, I might learn some more. I hope so. I look at the trees and wonder, how do they do it? How do they reach for the sky, get closer to God, use the sun and the water to fill themselves with everything they need to stay alive? And that's what we need to learn. So work on it. Meanwhile, please go to earthwalk-usa.com and buy the books, uh, book one and book two, and forget the cures, find the cause, because we have united with the Wounded Warrior Network, and every book that gets sold off our website, one dollar goes to the Wounded Warriors, so the, you know you're helping people who were hurt in battles that that fought for your freedoms. Um, at the same time, you help me. I get 39 cents. They get a dollar. So you figure out, do I need reparations or do I go to a higher authority about that? This is Raina G. Please spread the word. Take care of yourself. Spring is coming. Um, the blue sky is wonderful. So is the sun. Envision it if you don't have it. Maybe you can make it happen. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Spread the word.